Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Everybody has a different summer sound. What is actually, what, here's a good question for you. You can text me this one. Yeah, I'm saying it. I'm going to say it. You can text me. Double eight double three. what's your summer go-to song? What is your summer go-to song, right? I, I tell you what, my summer go-to song will find it, and it's and it, you know what it is. Okay, you'll you'll love it, but you you have to play quite a bit of it because it gets me rocking. All right, all right, alrighty. So, anywho, uh, it's eleven oh four coming your way before midday today. In a moment, we go to Wayne Werder. Uh, he is the chair of the organising committee of the twenty twenty three men's teams world squash championships. We'll talk to him in just a moment. We've got the McFiver coming your way and also stumped by Stephen don't call now just because I said stumped by Stephen that's what happened yesterday wait for the queue to call but today we should celebrate once again another fine effort by world number two squash player Paul Cole yeah he's digging right into the depths he's been squeezed again a great squeeze on the sidewall a terrific shot and and this month confirmed as the world number two Paul Cole will be putting a smile on a lot of people in the squash world in this country and probably on the face of Wayne Word of the chair of the organizing committee of the men's 2023 WSF teams championship g'day Wayne uh, that feels good right Oh, I couldn't have timed our news any better, to be honest. We've uh, got news today that we've been awarded the world champs, and Paul Cole does us a service winning one of the biggest tournaments in the world. You had it. You had to relinquish it last year because of COVID. Uh, that would have been gut wrenching. Because I can imagine the organisation to get it to that point would have been massive. Yeah, you did right. I mean, this journey started for us in probably 2015, where we ran the um, World Junior Champs in 2017, and on the back of that, bid for a senior event, which was all lined up to be actually this week um, in 2021, but obviously COVID, you know, made it impossible to run a world event in New Zealand, so you know, a lot of hard work to, to re-bid, essentially we had to go back to the drawing board and put our case forward again, so you know, a lot of people here, a lot of efforts, and a, you know, a lot of sunk costs that you know, now we can actually utilise and look forward to seeing Paul playing New Zealand in 2023. With with squash being the way it is, is it shall we say a cheaper sport to stage because of the courts or the number of courts or the how the game is played? 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, now, um, if anyone's seen the latest footage of squash, it's not the old view of a sort of a, an old squash club with concrete walls. The, <laughs> yeah. the and black wall marks now, everywhere. Yeah, the stinks of talcum powder and you know, <laughs> soggy carpet. The view of squash now is this glass core where you can watch through all four walls. The, the ultimate shot is um, the one where they play in Egypt in front of the pyramids. So, oh, yeah, that was brilliant. You know, the view, the view that we want to create here is, you know, hopefully have the view of the mount behind us when we're playing on the full glass court. More of a, a darts sort of festival type feel to the event and excitement and lights. And, you know, that, that's the modern day version of squash and what we're going to try and replicate here in New Zealand. So, we're, okay, so you, will you have more than one squash court or is it, would you need a couple? I mean, you'll have your, your premier TV court, which is, you know, the, the one with the view, but do you need more than one? Yeah, we will. And, and what we'll do is create a festival. So, we'll, we'll create a few secondary events that, you know, squash players generally around New Zealand like to play. And watch. So, we'll create a whole level of secondary events, things like the Oceana Junior Champs, and we'll try and secure a number of those. So, the great model we've got going here in Tauranga is that we've got the three squash clubs working closely together. So, the Devoy Squash and Fitness Centre, Teapoki, and the Mount. So, across them, we've got you know 12 or 13 courts that we can utilise that will be become sort of the secondary centres and the glass court venue being the, the premier one, which will um, you know be the one that. You know, as we get to the finals, will be the one that will be on TV. But you know, behind the scene, we've got these three squash clubs that we can utilise here. Where are you going to put the the glass court? Uh, there's two indoor stadiums here. There's um, one that's a bit newer than the other, so we're just sort of investigating where it's best to go. One is right beside the the boys squash and uh, squash into the Tauranga Squash Club, so that's really attractive from a location point of view. The other one's newer, and potentially we can sort of soup that up a bit more. So we just haven't decided yet, but you know, just trying to work through where it's best placed. But two, two very good indoor facilities that we can, um, you know, soup up to the level that we need to um, get them to to sort of compete with these shots of a glass court in front of the pyramids. Yeah, that, that's, that was my question. Really, are you going to have to? Uh, they are obviously in in situ, but do they have a wonderful view that you need, or do you have to? Build something specifically. Yeah, I think well, clearly we can't we can't go outside. The issue of going outside is that you can only play at night. That the way that the glass court works, you have to have this one way effect, and you can't do that while you've got lights. So it works in Egypt, where it only rains one day every ten years. But you know, it's a bit too risky to have it in a place like New Zealand. So we'll have to go indoors. But it's amazing what you can do dressing up events these days to make it look you know you know almost as close as being outside. So so we'll work really closely with Tourism Bay of Plenty and the local um, agencies down here to really make this, give it a New Zealand feel. And, you know, you imagine a backdrop of the mount is the obvious one if you, if you live in Tauranga to sort of beam out to the world. So, you know, we'll be spending a lot of time in dressing the, the, the facility to, you know, be pretty impressive from a New Zealand Inc. point of view. The success of Paul Cole, is that resonating by seeing increase in playing numbers? Yeah, absolutely, and, and interest in the game. I mean, yes, we're probably in a period now that was, you'll remember and I'll remember last century, the sort of the Susan DeVoy, Ross Norman. Wow, wow, whoa, whoa, settle down using the last century line. Man, that's, <laughs> talk about ageing someone really quick, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen that kind of, and that was when I started playing squash back, back in those days, I haven't seen that interest since then. And the other thing, you know, back then nobody could watch squash around the world because there was no um, 
you know, TV channels that promote. Now we've got PSA have got their own TV channel. That game this morning, you know, there would have been, you know, hundreds of, if not thousands of local squash players watched that game in Egypt. So, you know, having Paul, Cole and Joel both playing back in New Zealand, you know, for me, I think there'd be a massive interest in the next couple of years of the opportunity to put some events on in New Zealand so we can... Um, you know, people can uh, watch those guys play here, and, and they, you know, I feel for them because we haven't been able to run the big event where they can come back and play. I mean, poor old Paul has to battle away in Egypt where he, he had one supporter in the crowd today, so wouldn't it be nice to turn that round? Yeah, I, I was talking to his dad, Mike, and he's gagging to come home, but it's uh, the fact is that's his life, it's his livelihood, and he was, uh, Michael was saying maybe, maybe July if there's a if there's a break between, because uh, they have different levels of uh, tournaments, right? Platinum and silver and, and and all that sort of stuff, and he doesn't think there are any platinum events at a certain part of next year, so he's, he's certainly hoping to have him back. You know when you were talking about last century, uh, and I was looking on the, the press release today that New Zealand hasn't hosted a men's event, a senior men's event since 1983, and that was in the rock and roll days of Norman and Susan DeVoy, when, when squash really was at the forefront of, of people's minds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 1971 we hosted it in Hamilton, which I wasn't even born then, and um, 1983, so, you know, that's that was our case to the world body was that, you know, we've been a great supporter of squash over the years, New Zealand as a country, and 40 years was far too long for us to host a, an event of that size. So, you know, that was you know, that was kind of our case to the world body to say our time is here and we now have potentially the world number one um, in the making. So let's do it. How much has squash as the game changed since you were playing? Oh, certainly, um, you know, as all these sports change their rules to make them more attractive. I mean, when I played, you played what they called hand-in, hand-out. You had to win a serve to get a point. It was 500 shots down the backhand wall. It was a real game of attrition, last man standing kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So now you play on a glass court. You, the tin is lower, which encourages people to play more shots. Uh, the scoring's up to 11, where you, you get a point every time. So it's really encouraging, um, you know, faster play. And there's been studies that, you know, within 30 seconds of squash, you know, those guys are hitting the ball, whatever, 20 times where back in our day we were only hitting at 10. So it shows the pace that they play now. So, you know, they have to be, you know, a lot more athletic, fast and nimble. So from the general punter, it's, you know, it's a lot more exciting to watch now than what it was, you know, back in last century. From your understanding, are we getting younger younger kids wanting to play because they're, they're seeing success from the likes of uh, Joel and Paul? Yeah, I'm certainly seeing that in Tauranga. I mean, you know, Paul's got his own um, clothing brand called Iwi Athletica, and, you know, just to signal there, I, I look around, you know, the, the clubs that I'm associated with and all these young kids are, are wearing Paul Cole's gear. You know, they're watching the game on TV. Yeah, certainly, and, and you know, really multicultural sort of approach. I mean, when we were at the World Juniors, there was a couple of Egyptians that lived in Tauranga and never seen squash, but they came to watch that. And they, you know, now the divorce centre, you know, you've got a, you know, a couple of Egyptians, you know, that have continued and played. So, so yeah, short answer to yes, this is, you know, quite an exciting period on the back of the success of uh, Paul Cole and Joel King. Has squash in this country changed in the sense that it, it, it was a it was a mainstay sport in the 80s, right, as you say, the last century, but then it sort of fell off the radar. Did it struggle for times and? 
what has gone on behind the scenes to try and get it back to a level where people care? Has it just been about trying to improve the performances of individuals? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for squash is it's facility-based. So you know, most of those squash clubs were built in the 70s and 80s. A lot of them were built on the back of rugby clubs. You know, the rugby club decided they wanted something to do in the... Um, the off-season, so they built a couple of squash courts for the rugby players to train. So, you know, if you went around all the squash courts, a lot of them are ageing quite quickly now. So in the modern-day world where people's expectations of what you do for your leisure time, you know, some of those squash clubs are struggling to keep up. The ones that are, um, you know, really been successful, the ones that have been able to either build a new facility or, you know, upgrade the facility where it's, you know, modern and inviting, it doesn't, as we were joking before, it doesn't sort of smell of sweat and have <laughs> damp carpet and... So, yeah, people don't put up with that these days. They're prepared to spend more money, but they want a, you know, a better facility. But, you know, like a lot of sports through COVID, you know, um, you know, squash, from what I've seen, the clubs are full because people have been forced to be a bit more local. So squash has probably been a benefactor of that closer-to-home sort of attitude that people have been forced to have. Well, again, too, it, it reinforces what I, I'm, I'm, I crave is a sense of community. It can become, dare I say it, you know, you're local. You go out, you play, you have a couple afterwards sensibly, and then you you know you you create new friendships and that sense of looking after each other. Oh, I hundred percent agree, and I you know we've got our kids involved in it for exactly that reason. You know, it forces young people to connect with adults. They have to have adult conversations as young kids. That whole sense of community did right, and that's exactly what I've sort of seen over the last couple of years as we've been locked in our own communities. You've had to get closer to each other, and you know squash clubs have been a. You know, the ones down here are full. I mean, it's just quite an exciting time on the back of sort of people having to connect more with the local communities, which, yeah, it's not a, yeah, out of a you know, bad couple of years, it's been quite a good result. One final, one final thought. Uh, we haven't actually got a date for this yet, have we? Uh, the window, no, we haven't yet. We're, the window is normally um, sort of the middle, middle of December next year. There is... Um, potentially some quite exciting announcements in 2022 that we're working on. So where Paul Cole's father was hoping we could pull something off, we're getting quite close on that. So I'll put a little teaser out there. Oh, the World Men's Champs 2023 don't, will don't be Don't like December. a teaser. Don't like a teaser. Just, just, just tell me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Hey, Wayne, thanks so much for sharing the great news and congratulations that you got the tournament back. But it's a good day for squash today. Phenomenal, yeah. We couldn't, couldn't have timed two, two <laughs> announcements uh, better if we had a try. All right, mate. Happy Christmas. Thanks, David. Wayne Werder, the chair of the organising committee of the WSF Men's World Team Championship 2023, secured for Tauranga on a day when Paul Cole uh, won, was the first non-Egyptian since 2017 to win the Black Ball Classic and Rockets number two in the world rankings. What a good day on SENZ.